0: Welcome, witches. Welcome back to another episode of The Still Rooms Grimoire. I'm your host, April Aquilin. And I wanted to kind of get into some stuff today. Um, Kind of a little bit of my, like, you know, you all know some of the things that I like and I like doing that has to do with, you know, with my practice, but also has just been interest for me, uh, for quite some time. And, and this week I wanted to talk about cemeteries. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so we're going to go, we're going to go there and we're going to talk, we're going to talk about cemeteries. So you all know that I, I do use cemeteries as part of my practice. You've heard me talk about getting, um, getting dirt from there, leaving offerings when I'm there, um, even doing some stuff at, at crossroads there. Um, but you've also heard me talk about how I just like to go and visit and kind of just take it all in. I mean, really the, the perfect day, <laughs> the perfect day trip for me. Um, if I'm not like at a Ren fair, because I've been doing that a lot lately, that's a whole nother topic. Um, But a perfect day for me, a perfect outing would be take me to a cemetery, especially an older cemetery, and just let me walk around and take it all in. You all know that on my travels, I try to get to different cemeteries, different places, especially if they have um specific graves um, that I want to see and and connect with. But I've always had this, I don't know what it is. I've just I've always had this connection to and this kind of wanting, I don't know if you would say yearning or whatnot, but just like the, just this connection to cemetery. So growing up where I'm from um, in Rochester, New York, one of the big cemeteries there is Mount Hope Cemetery, and it is it is quite old. It is quite big, and it has some you know some prominent figures that are buried there. Um, Susan B. Anthony is buried there. Frederick Douglass is buried there, um, among a few. And I remember growing up, I I used to spend a lot of time at at a friend's house, um, and they just so happened lived on a street. That was right near the cemetery. Like you could look up their street and you could see, you could see the cemetery. You could see part of it. And I remember many a days where we would just go and just run around in there and walk around in there. And we kind of had our own folklore and everything about certain monuments in there. Like I remember there was this one big monument of a woman just sitting on top of it, kind of leaning you know, with her head, um, resting on her hands, just kind of leaning, just kind of looking longingly. And I remember, remember we used to say that, that, that monument used to follow you, like her head would follow you wherever, wherever you went around the area. So just some things like that, but mostly just walking around there and just taking it all in. And even back then, I know a lot of people like, oh my gosh, you know, that sounds so disrespectful or whatnot, but you have to remember back in the day, going to a cemetery was a thing. It was, you went for an outing, people picnicked in cemeteries. They would spend all day there. Not only would they go if they were visiting a loved one's, you know, grave, but people literally would just go to spend time there. It was like going to a park, going to a picnic in the park. Well, they would go to the cemetery and they would sit and they would have picnics and they would have gatherings and stuff. So kind of doing that today. I mean, you don't really see too many people doing it unless they are going to a loved one's grave, but it is something that I have I've always been I've always been connected to. So like I said, you know, when I was younger, I used to go with with friends and we used to walk around there and we used to look at the different monuments and try to find different things in the cemetery but just kind of take it all in and that that kind of act you know doing that and spending days there is is still something that I love I love to do so if there's ever a day where we're looking for something to do and it's nice out even when it hasn't been you know that great or weather out I'm like you know let's let's go to this cemetery let's go walk around let's go find this and I'm always finding videos on on TikTok and on um, like reels and everything of people who go to different cemeteries and kind of talk to you about the history and about um, certain graves that are there that are, are importance, or maybe of a local lore or legend. And I mark them. I have a whole map, a whole Google map that is nothing but different cemeteries that I want to, I want to visit. I even have this, um, I even have this book. It's called 199 Cemeteries to Visit Before You Die. And it is, it. it's a, it's a gorgeous book. It's a hardcover book. And It covers cemeteries all over the world. And there are a lot here in the U S that are in this book that I have already, that I've already visited and marked off and actually visited a few times. And of course there's some, you know, outside of this country. And there's one that I was actually able to go to, um, last May. And that was in England when we went to Highgate. Um, so just being able to mark those off my list, so to speak. And learn about them and learn about what's in there is just something that I am just so drawn to, you know, even, even apart from, from my practice. Because if you, if you look up information about, you know, witchcraft and connecting cemeteries and and graveyards and everything with it, there is a connection to one's practice. But when I go there, I'm not always Practicing, I am going there because it's something that I enjoy learning about and I enjoy spending time there. Honestly, I can tell you whenever I'm, you know, walking around a cemetery, I just feel just complete and other just calmness. I just feel connected in a way. I'm not trying to do anything or connect to anyone, anything, but I just feel I just feel you know not to sound cliché but I feel at peace there. I I listen to the sounds of nature and animals going through. I just listen to everything around me. I just I like to take it I like to take it all in when I'm there. And one of the things that I I like doing is looking at the different headstones and grave markers and looking at their at their symbolism. So if for many of you, if you don't know, um, if you've ever gone to, you know, been in cemeteries, like walking around in them, especially the older graves, um, you'll notice that there's different symbols on them, different carvings on them. And sometimes the monuments themselves are made a little differently. They're not your just typical headstone, like traditional headstone that we see. They might be shaped into something. They may look like A trunk of a tree that's kind of broken. They may look like they have vines on them. They may look like a, like a bolster, like a pillow. And um, they may be shaped out of animals or angels, but they all mean something. They all have meaning. So one thing that I, Picked up and it is a great book full of information. It's called Understanding Cemetery Symbols: A Field Guide for Historic Graveyards, and it's by Tui Snyder. And I love this book because it just goes through like different cemeteries, kind of what's what's in different ones. Because there are different cemeteries. There are some that are dedicated just to like military. There are some that are dedicated. that are small that are just you know, dedicated to families, like a specific family. There are some that are dedicated to just certain people who are who practice a certain religion. Um, there's either just full cemeteries or there's section of cemeteries. There's some that are just, you know, um, like set for people who you know have no family um, and nobody to take care of their final arrangement. So there's all different, there's so many different cemeteries out there and they, they each have their own purpose, but this, this book goes through and talks about the different cemetery symbols, the symbols that you find on headstones and around a cemetery. And it is so cool to learn about them and what they mean, especially you know, those from years and years ago, you know, you look at modern, you look at modern headstones and stuff and yeah, sure they can have symbols on them. They can have, you know, hearts, they can have praying hands, they can have doves, they can have religious figures on them. They can have symbols on them that were, that were something of, that has a connection to the person who has passed. But when you really go into like the history of certain, of certain symbols, it, it's, it's, it's quite, it's quite interesting. So I have, like I said, I have this book and it goes into all different things, not only symbols, but it goes into like the different, um, like the different headstones or tombs and such. Um, cause you go, and especially when you go to some of these like older cemeteries, um, they're not your typical, little, you know, little square, rectangular, whatever um, headstones, you might have these ornate pieces in there and they actually mean something like, like a chest or a box tomb, um, you know, or a pedestal tomb, an altar tomb. I mean, there's even ones that are tables or chairs or benches And then, you know, you get into, into the symbolism of things, um, whether they include like obelisks on them or pyramids, or they have wings. There's, there's just such a different, I mean, I could literally talk hours about, about the symbolism of markers and, um, family vaults and mausoleums and such, um, you know, just like skulls and faces and crossbones, um, on them. And, you know, a lot of people are like, why would somebody want like a skull and crossbones on their headstone? You know, okay. Okay. They died. Yeah. Does that what that means? Well, I mean, yeah, but those things they're meant to be a reminder, uh, to people they're, they're meant to, to remind people, especially when they come to visit that, you know, inevitably we are going, we are going to die. And like, if you look at some, you know, like there, there could be a skull with a crown and it could be that it represents the, the soul's triumph over, over death. Um, it could have a skull with wings and it can stand for the soul's flight up to heaven is if that's, if you believe that that place exists or, you know, the souls flight onto, um, a better, a better place. So there's all sorts of, of symbolism when it comes into it. And I, if you like to go into cemeteries and walk around, I one highly suggest you grab this book or, I mean, there's other books that, that talk about, um, you know, symbolism on headstones and cemeteries and such, but definitely bring it with you. Or, you know, you have your, you have your device, you have your phone, look it up on handy dandy Google. Um, and if you see something that kind of looks interesting to you, find out what it means. So like when we go, when we go to different, different cemeteries, and my husband, you know, he loves, loves going as well, and he will look for um, Masonic symbols on, um, on headstones and it graves and everything to see who was a Mason or not. And I remember the we were in, we were in the, um, oh, what's the name of the, of the cemetery here. Oh, sorry. Evergreen evergreen up here in Jacksonville, huge cemetery, gorgeous cemetery, um, lots of history in it. And I remember we were, we were driving, we were actually driving through to get back to the back section so we could park our car and walk around. And when we drive through, there's some things that I do, obviously you're going slow when you go through, but I always turn the car radio off. I always make sure it's just something I've done ever since I was little. um, When I would go to the cemeteries up where I'm from to, you know, visit loved ones, graves and such, but I've always, you know, turn the radio off. Um, so there is silence. So I remember us driving through to get to the back area, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw this one headstone, and I made my husband stop because the marker on it, I just thought, oh my gosh, I first of all, holy shit, what is this you know, what is this symbol doing on here in a in a southern <laughs> cemetery? but i had I had to see what it was. And what it was, what I thought it was, was an inverted pentagram. Um so that's where like the holy shit I can't believe this is on an actual you know on an actual headstone here you know down in in the south um but it it wasn't it actually was not um an inverted pentagram it was actually the symbol for the eastern star which um is part of you know of the masons um so I was kind of intrigued with that and looking that up and everything and so I highly recommend if you're going out to, to a cemetery to walk around and to see, you know, not only the gorgeous architecture, but, um, but just the symbolism on these, on these markers is to have one of these books or have, or, you know, look it up on your phone, what, what it means, because it really tends to lend to the story of, of that person. Um, and another thing is like reading the inscriptions on them. Sometimes the, the inscriptions on them can, can lead to more information about, about the person. And, and sometimes the inscription that's led left on them can make what folklore and legends that you hear about that certain person or that certain site, um, come about, like, when we went to Tallahassee and we went to the, the quote unquote, witch of Tallahassee's grave, she was called that because of the inscription that is on her, on her headstone. A lot of people thought that, you know, because of what was inscribed on her headstone that, Oh, she was a witch and not to mention the way it was facing, because that's another whole rabbit hole that you can get down is, you know, in certain cemeteries and certain religious practices, your headstone is facing a certain direction. And if it's facing the opposite direction, that means that you were kind of like an outcast or you didn't believe in those beliefs. So lots of interesting, interesting things that you can go down. Um, A couple of my, my favorite cemeteries to, to visit are you, you, you will always hear me talking a bunch about um Bonaventure in in Savannah that is i believe my i'd have to say that's my like absolute favorite cemetery um i'm very familiar with its grounds and just walking around there but um it's it's a favorite of mine to go to and i have a couple of favorite stops that i always stop at when when i am there it is just it is just absolutely gorgeous and when, when you go there and you look at all the different symbolism and the architecture, it's just, it just can really kind of like, just be jaw dropping, just how intricate and detailed some of these monuments are. Um, I'd have to say that, um, you know, another, another favorite cemetery of mine is is in Baltimore, and for the life of me, I just the name of it is on the tip of my tongue, and I cannot remember um, exactly the the name of it. Um, but i am, I can share some pictures on our socials about these cemeteries, and I'll I'll uh, I'll put the name of it in there in case anybody wants to go and visit but it's another huge cemetery, old cemetery. And it is where Elijah bond is buried. And Elijah bond was one of the creators of the Ouija board. And, um, his, his headstone is, is actually a Ouija board. So I love, I love going there and, um, spending some time, spending some time next to next to his, um, next to his headstone and some, Some other places I have gone, I mean, I've, I've, I've traveled and gone to a bunch of different, different cemeteries, obviously Highgate over in England is amazing. And it has two sections. It has the East side and the West side, and they are both equally amazing and both equally historic and have some awesome historical, um, historical figures in there. So if you can ever get over to um to England, I definitely recommend going to Highgate there. There's other cemeteries there that I was not able to get to that I definitely want to and then you know when we go over um on another trip um I definitely want to go into Paris and hit the cemeteries there, go into the catacombs that are there, so there's so many different options out there if you are a, I guess a, a cemetery junkie like me, definitely plan a trip around them. I mean, like I said, we, we've planned whole road trips on visiting different, different cemeteries. And we are in the works of getting ready in, um, in April to head back up, head back up North and go to, um, you know, go visit some family and such, but on the way there and on the way back, we plan on hitting some, some other cemeteries. And I think, I think I'm finally going to be able to go. There's this one, one grave that I've been wanting to go to forever. And it is in Ohio and it's the Hasarat angel. I have been wanting to go see this site forever. Um, so I will definitely be sharing that um, when when the time comes. But you know, plan plan your route, especially if you're taking like a road trip or whatnot. plan your route over visiting some of these sites. they are they are tremendous. They are. They are just so amazing to add. And some of them are really quick. You know, some of them are small cemeteries. Some of them are really big. So you might have to adjust your day, especially if you want to spend some time there. Um, Some tips and tricks. I definitely recommend checking the times that they are open. Some of the cemeteries are open kind of weird, like weird times. And you would think, oh yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Cemeteries close, but usually it's kind of like a, almost like a park, like a dusk to dawn kind of thing um, where they're, you know, they're, they, they open at dawn, they close at dusk. Um, But some of them are not like that. Like, like the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery in, in Sleepy Hollow, New York, they literally close at 4.30 PM on the dot. It's just, you know, it's, it's weird, still light out, but they close at 4.30 PM. There's been some that um, you can only get into during certain days of the week. Um, so I definitely recommend that if you're going to be going through and doing and doing some um, some kind of cemetery road tripping or planning to visit some, if you're you know in some prominent places, to definitely plan ahead and know exactly what times are and know if there's any fees involved in getting in. If some cemeteries. Um, like some that are very, very popular, and and old are only done by tour only. Um, if you don't have family that are that are buried there, so definitely do your research um, so you're not disappointed when you go. So um, going back to this this understand understanding cemetery symbols um, book, there is also a companion book that goes along with it, and it's a graveyard journal. Um, so again, another thing that might be cool for you to do, and it's something that I do, especially when going to, um, historic sites or if I'm visiting specific graves, I like to document them. I like to document where I visited, who I visited. I like to try to include a picture if possible. Now printing pictures, you know, obviously, Nowadays, you know, not too many people print pictures. I have on occasion to stick in my journals, Um, but sometimes I'll even just um, stick in a lot of the cemeteries come with maps or pamphlets. So I will stick that in there instead of, you know, going and printing a picture or whatnot, just so I will have it. Um, I actually in this book right now have the evergreen pamphlet and their map um, in there. So a lot of these places, especially the larger cemeteries that have a lot of prominent graves in there will have a map. Definitely grab it. Um, they are great to have. And like I said, you can stick them in your journal is places that you, um, that you have gone, you can highlight areas on the map, circle areas on the map that you went, um, but they definitely come in handy. But another thing that has come in handy with, um, like these little graveyard journals. I actually have two of them. Um, one that I have actually you, has you put in like the latitude and longitude coordinates, um, for different graves. Cause mind you, sometimes when you go to certain areas, they're not marked very well. And especially if you're kind of off the beaten path, and there are a lot that are kind of off the beaten path and you really have to find them, having those coordinates can really help, especially if you want to go back (laughs) and you don't quite remember where it was or how you got there, you can put in those coordinates. So, um, you know, having that information in there and at your fingertips is, is, is quite, quite helpful but like in this journal, it's just, it's very, very basic. It's just you know cemetery name, the date and time you visited the address. Um, like I said, the other, uh, journal that I have has, um, the latitude and longitude, the coordinates in there. Um, if you made any follow-up trips also putting in like headstone directions, Um, that can help as well, because sometimes, you know, especially even with these maps, they can be a little bit, a little bit tricky and these really big, these really big cemeteries, you know, can get you turned around super, super, you know, quickly. Um, so maybe putting in some information about stuff around the area, just so, you know, visually, um, where to go once you get in there and then obviously just putting in some notes about, about the, the site you went or about the cemetery in general, prominent graves that are there. If you left any offerings, um, and such. So just kind of keeping track, just another thing, you know, me, I'm always talking about keeping track of things in journals, like your tarot card spreads and your spell work and, you know, having your grimoire, your book of shadows. So I consider these books and these journals, like my, my cemetery, grimoires, book of shadows, whatever you want to call it. Um, because I want to keep track of them. I want to keep track of the things that I've seen, done, visited in here. Um, so I can go back to them. So just something, just something I, that I like that I like to do, but definitely if you can, if you're into, um, if you're into, you know, history of cemeteries and symbolism and such, and even going down like rabbit holes of what they used to do back in the day, um, for like funerals and viewings and burials and such, and how, how people back in the day would remember their loved ones, um, yeah, it's a whole rabbit hole you can go down. And it's something that I definitely want to continue to research and look at. Um, Like another, another book that I have is called the Victorian book of the dead. And it just goes through like different, different processes and different things that were done back in the day that, you know, those traditions have been lost. Uh, a lot, especially, you know, over, you know, over here in, in the States, but, um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can go down whole rabbit hole of things that you can go down. And I might, um, I might do some more, later on in, in episodes and kind of dig a little deeper into some, some practices that, that were done back in the day. My goal with, you all know that I love go going like antique shopping and everything. My goal is to find like some, some morning jewelry and um, some post-mortem pictures and everything. And everybody's like, ew, gross. And yeah, it's weird. But you know, back in the day, photography was expensive and you wanted pictures to remind you of, of your loved ones. So a lot of people would do that when their loved one passed. So that's a whole nother, whole nother topic, but, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to researching and getting into that, maybe sharing some more um, with you. I'll try to share some of my, you know, I'll share some of my favorite um, cemeteries with you on our socials and the names of all of them and where you can find them and hey if you guys visit them um i would love to hear about it i would love to to see where you um where you've gone and if you you know what your thoughts were on them i always love sharing them so with that being said this week's card of the week is going to be a know, so pleasant card but uh three of swords so the three of swords is you know depending on what deck you get it from sometimes it doesn't look too too bad but sometimes it's just like ouch you know who hurt you uh kind of card and and that's that's what this card's about it's about it's about being hurt it's about the things that really pierce us and make us want to scream into the void And it's a card of, you know, sometimes we have to, we have to cut the pieces out of our lives that the people, the places, the things that are causing us pain. And as much as it hurts, and as much as it tugs on us, it's necessary. And you know, it's oh I, I always say like when this card comes up that it's it's okay to go through the feels, it's okay to scream into the void, it's okay to be upset and angry and feeling betrayed and like you've literally been, you know, stabbed in the heart. A lot of times you will see you will see imagery of this card as three swords piercing through a heart or a heart-shaped something. And it's okay to feel that, that pain. And, but it's also a reminder that we, we need to move, we need to move out of that. We need to do what we need to in order to go through it, but then we have to remove that piece and we need to start sewing up the damage that, that was caused. And it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It can take a long time, but knowing that your your feelings are valid the betrayal was valid the pain is valid and then working to get those pieces back together and move on is the greatest thing that you can do so like i said not the not the greatest card to get when it comes up in in a reading it is a painful card but it's necessary for us to deal with that in order to move forward on our path. And like I said, sometimes it takes, it takes a lot, but uh, it's definitely worth it in the end, especially when you can just cut that piece out and let it go. So, so there you go. So, um, just a little heads up on what's coming up in this, uh, in this next month. So March is going to be a little, a little busy. We're going to have, um, quite a few guests coming on. Um, I'm going to kind of keep, keep them under wraps for a little bit and kind of lead leading up to, to their episodes, but we've got some really cool guests coming on. I am so excited for these upcoming interviews that are coming. Um, And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited. So, um, I'll be leaving, you know, little hints and everything to them as to what they're going to be and talk more about them as they come, as they come closer. But yeah, this, this coming month is going to be, is going to be awesome with some pretty awesome guests. So I look forward to it and I hope you guys do too. So this has been a production of The Stillroom Music by Breakmaster Cylinder. Um, Don't forget to join our coven, Awaken the Witch, on Facebook, where you can share all sorts of information and, you know, hey, share your your cemetery trips. I would love to see them there. And then you can also find us... um, find the podcast and the shop on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget, you can always find Raven on Instagram as well. Uh, So if you want to see what she's up to, go ahead and give her a follow too. So thank you guys so much for joining me this week. I look forward to chatting with you next week. So take care, witches. blessed be.